Yo, what's up everybody? Welcome to another episode of Downtime with Downstar, episode 206. And today we're here with Lorenzo Hicks of Icebox Customs. In the flesh, in the flesh. I love it, man. You know, um, we, we plan to do the podcast. And then when you said that uh, if we could do it in person, I was like, dude, hell yeah, bro. Way better. Hell yeah, man. Because, you know, since, since COVID and the shutdown and things like that, I've had to switch over to doing it with Skype, mm-hmm. which it's cool, but... There's nothing like this person to person, bro. This Absolutely. is like the best connection that you could get. Absolutely. And I feel like you get the best, uh, the best uh, interview and the best content out of it, man. Yeah. So I appreciate you making the drive, man. Uh, the only way I had to be here. Yeah. Skype wasn't wasn't gonna work, so I just made sure I let you know. Hey, can I come here and do this? So I'm I'm very happy to come here. Hey, thank you so much, man. That means a lot to me. Okay. So before we get started, can you give us just a quick uh, breakdown of who you are and what you do? Okay, my name is uh, Lorenzo Hicks. I have been doing air ride for 25 years now. I used to do hydraulics back in the late 80s. Uh huh. Um, to mini trucks, to Hondas, to you know whatever they would throw at me, I would actually you know figure yeah. out a way to actually air put air ride on it really yep wow 25 years 25 dude. years yeah. when was it when air ride was first introduced when you made that transition from hydraulics to air ride okay um we went to a car show um it was done in woodbridge virginia when i went out there we were the only ones doing hydraulics so, okay so uh i saw this honda civic and the guy was uh, actually, uh, he was raising and dropping it for a couple couple people, so gotcha. spectators. And I walked over to him and I'm like, hey, who did your uh, your hydraulics? And he said, no, it's air ride. And I'm like, air ride? And he said, yeah. I, he says, I have these air cylinders where my suspension, where my struts and stuff go. So I was like, are you able to show me this? And he was like, sure. So when he raised it up, I saw these little cylinders that were in place of the springs. Gotcha. And he was explaining to me, he said, let me show you the valve setup that controls the suspension. And I said, okay. So we popped the trunk and I saw this block, like manifold block. So the block basically sends air to each cylinder to raise it and drop it. And I was like, okay. And he was like, I got it from this company, call them and get a little bit more information about it. Yeah. And I said, okay, no problem. So I called him up. They gave me the rundown and I was like, okay, now I need to find somebody who would actually pay for me to do this, even though I didn't know what the hell I was doing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so when I contact my buddy, uh, his name is Snoop, not original Snoop. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I contact Snoop and I said, hey, um, what do you think about Air Ride? And he was like, I want to do my 88 Honda Civic. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, uh, this is the price because if I screw something up, <laughs> I'll have enough to fix it. Yeah. And uh, he paid me for it, and I ordered the kit, and I'm looking at this kit. I laid it down, and I'm like, what the hell am I doing? And I said, I got to figure this out. So trial and error, I figured it out, Mm -hmm. and uh, I never looked back. I kept on going. And he sent me his Impala. It was a 64 Impala, all yellow with wire wheels. I did that. With 13s or what? Had to be 13. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, obviously pulling the spring out of the front scared the shit out of me because it could kill you. Yeah. I didn't know. <laughs> you know? And, uh, <laughs> right. So I did that and I just kept on going. And then when, um, before that, before we started doing air ride, we would uh, do triple axle trucks. We would go to the junkyard and buy two or three beds, cut them up, weld them up. And we were doing hydraulics on those. Wow. Well. 
Yeah, so I, I was in high school doing this before anybody was really, really doing this kind of stuff. So what year was that that you had your first experience with the air? The first experience with air was 97. Got you. Okay. 97 when I did that. 97. Yeah. So um, Virginia, you were out in Virginia in 97. Were you born and raised out there? Born and raised in Virginia. Um, the highlight of my day was going to Walmart. Oh, gotcha. It was really bad out there. You know, everything was 45 minutes away. <laughs> it was bad. So what happened was uh, at the time, my girlfriend, we would fly to California to for like weddings or like, uh, you know, christenings or anything. Yeah, 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 yeah. We would fly out here and I would see all this crazy stuff. And I'm like, oh, my God, these cars are crazy. I, I got to be here. Every time I would fly back, I would be depressed for like a whole week. Just mm. literally depressed because like I have to be out there. Yeah. You know, I want people to know who I am. I have to be in California. In the car industry, you have to be in California, I think. So, uh, got married and we, uh, we packed up and we came out here. So what part of Virginia were you at? I was in Manassas, Virginia. Manassas. Manassas, Virginia. Okay. Um, and in high school, I would just, we would be in the trucks. We would do just normal suspension, like lower them and all that. And then we started getting to the hydraulics, but... I just, like I said, when I came out here, I would just, it would just, I can't explain it. Yeah. It was just, I'm very passionate when yeah. it comes to cars. So out here, just seeing in every block, it was something. It was either gold plated, you know, uh, wheels on these purple, you know, Impalas or, yeah. you know, just, it just did something to me. So I was like, I have to be here. I have to be here. So, like I said, when we packed up and left, you know, I, I came out here, I started working for Toyota. Mm-hmm. I am certified Toyota. And uh, it just wasn't what I wanted. It's like, this is, you know, for ends meet, for bills and all, I'm going to stay here till I, till I absolutely have to go. Yeah. So did that. I, I started doing some free stuff. I, I would actually help people with their air ride and stuff. And just to get, get out there, like, people need to know who I am. So I would get out. I would help people. And I, I wouldn't charge anybody anything because I, I needed people to see, like, I can work on this. Yeah. And uh, to be honest with you, as a, a black man, it was kind of weird because out here, black, to me, black guys really didn't do that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. It was more of like, you know, Asian or white or whatever yeah, yeah, would yeah, do yeah. it. So it was hard for me to say, hey, I can do it. But as me being a black man, it, it's kind of like I felt like. They were like, I don't know. I don't know. So I would do free stuff. Yeah. And then it started building up. People started being like, hey, this guy's out in Glendale. You know, he can help you out. He can work on the car. So I was like, okay, come on, bring it by. Let me look at it. Um, Then I got to a point that I was like, I need to do this full time. So what I did is when I left Toyota, I went to a coffee place. I used to uh, design and build coffee machines. A company hmm. called Foodcraft. Mm-hmm. I would actually build, design, and install them in office buildings in downtown LA. What kind of coffee machine? Just like a general uh, office Espres- coffee machine? Yeah, espressos. Um, the you know the the machines they would have in the office. You know, the like you. cappuccinos or whatever. I w- I actually worked on that. Okay. Because some you know you have you know plumbing stuff in it. That, yeah. You know, and I did that, and then finally I was like. I need to do this full time. It's the scariest thing ever 
to just do your own thing. It was just, and me, I had a little girl. I had my daughter at the time. So it was like, what what should I do? Yeah. Should I do this or not? At that point, did you have a a good savings going on or? I did. Okay. You know, a couple months. Gotcha. I saved up. Uh, But I just, it was just eating at me. At nighttime, I'd wake up and be like, oh my God, I got to do a car. I got to do this. I got to do that. And I was like, that's it. I, I sat my wife down. I said, I want to do this full time. You know, we got to do this. She said, okay. Wow. She said, okay. So, whew, 2013, I, uh, a guy reached out to me online. Uh-huh. Um, Sean Jerome Smith. And he, um, he said, hey, I'm about to do a magazine. I'm about to, I want to be a media publication. I'm going to do a magazine for Vans, Box, and Wagons. Are you down? I have I never met the guy. He just said, this is what I want to do. Are you down? I said, damn straight I am. Yeah. That kind of opened doors for me because once we started doing the magazines, more people started noticing, okay, this guy's doing Air Ride. He actually put a nice little, sorry about that. You're all right. He did a nice little logo and put it in the magazine. And I bought an Odyssey van so I could show what I can do because it was catered to the, the magazine. Got you. So when we uh, when I got the van, I did the air ride. I you know did the body kit, the wheels, and everything, and I started doing shows. So I met quite a few people once I got that van, and it started opening the door. Because seeing a van is like seeing an alien aired out. It's like, oh my god, is that an Odyssey van on bags? Yeah. Like what the hell, you know? So because you can go to the shows and then take the family out. <laughs> yeah. You know. And then air it um, out at Sizzlers. And it, it would just destroy people when I would air it out because they'd be like, this is not real. This is, this. come on, you got air in it? Yeah. So that uh, opened up a lot of doors. We went to SEMA. We met a lot of people at SEMA. We did an article about Busy, uh-huh. about his van. And uh, Busy introduced me to Rutledge from Gotcha. Top yes, yes, yes. Right. So he introduced me to Rutledge and, and then we just, just spiraled. Hell yeah. So that was 2013. 13. Between gotcha. 13 and 14 it was, yeah. Hell yeah, man. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome, dude. Yeah. So when you lived in Virginia, what was the automotive community like? You say you were doing hydraulics and stuff. What were some of the cars that you would work on or if you would go to a shop or what have you? What would you what what were you surrounded around? More mini trucks. Got you. With like the beds that, that the, dance and stuff? We did the Z-Rack beds Got and all you. that. And uh, more trucks. Um, and then we started doing the weirdest thing ever. For some reason, there were Jettas that would come in. Mm. And we would do hydraulics on the Jettas with the wire wheels and all that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It, it was the weirdest thing ever, but they just look badass on 13 by 7s. A Jetta? A Jetta. Like what year? <sighs> You talking like mid '80s or something like no, that? No, I want to say second gen. Okay. Jettas. Yeah, second gen Jettas. Huh. We were doing it. second and third gen Jettas. We were doing. You know what's crazy is uh the movie uh, Paid in Full. Uh, have you ever seen that movie before? I have not. Okay, so uh, it took place in Harlem and probably like the mid '80s or something like that, and uh, they would be outside and hanging out, and the cars passing by, and you see like weird cars that you never would think that that people would hook up. Um, they have like a like a mid '80s BMW, but with like some crazy body kit on it, and it's just 
like that's the first thing that came to mind like a, a jetta on wire wheels with hydros like where did that idea even come from it's crazy <laughs> But people would do just weird cars. Yeah. Uh, a lot of Ford Escorts we were doing. Um, what else we were doing on, on the hydros? Nissan Sentras we did. What quite, the hell? Quite a few. Do oh, you think yeah. it was just people just wanted the hydraulics, so they just said, this is my daily, let's just do it to this? Or? It was just crazy because, and, and you know, the majority of them would come out of cash out of the sock. Like, oh okay <laughs> and it's like okay your wife doesn't know about this right okay i understand, I understand. oh you know? shit but yeah. yeah just doing that and um just weird cars man yeah and it was a challenge for me because i'm like i can do this yeah i can do this so i never i never let stuff like that scare me mm-hmm. because sus- once i realized suspension is suspension there's only a couple different types yeah can't go wrong yeah, yeah, no, definitely, man. You know, I've I've heard that same sentiment from about like exotic cars. You know, when people make the move from say working on Hondas, or and then you're making the move up, and then you get to exotics, mm-hmm. you really just have to look at things like this is just a regular car. It really is, and it's just a regular. I mean, it's not a regular motor, but it's just a motor with you know management and sensors and things like that. So if you could figure out how to decipher it all. And that's the best way to even look at something, man, is when you see it and you don't see it for all it, all its glory and everything what it is. You yeah. kind of see it like, okay, I break, you start breaking it down a little bit. Intimidated. Yes, de- definitely. And, you know, the funny thing about it is the Lamborghinis, Ferraris are easier to work on than any other car. <laughs> really? It's just a kit car is what it is. Yeah. So when you look at the suspension, it's like, okay, one bolt up here, one bolt down there. What can go wrong? Right? Yeah. Breaking clips could be another thing. If you break a clip, it could be $100 for a clip. <laughs> so you have to take that in consideration when you're taking it apart. Yeah. Just take it easy. Take yeah. it easy when you take it apart. But they're easier to work on than, I mean, I, to be honest with you, working on a Lamborghini Huracan is easier to work on a Sentra. Really? Damn, I love it, bro. That's <laughs> awesome. So when you're in Virginia, um, tell me about your experience with hydraulics, your first experience, and and how you managed to get comfortable with that setup. Okay. There's a guy named Todd Wilt that actually, um, he actually was doing all the work at one time. And he, we were young. He, we would just go to his meets. He had a meets, a company called, his, his car club was called Low Motion Minis Mm -hmm. back in the eighties. So we would go to like the shows and we would talk to him and we were like, Hey, can you show us how to do this? Can you, you know, you know, take us under your wing and show us how to do all this stuff. And he was like, these snotty nose kids, right? Are you yeah. serious? We like, we'll do it for free. Don't worry about it. <laughs> okay. So we would drive him around. We would, um, you know, go to junkyards and pick up stuff for him and all that. And then he's like, all right, it's time. I'm going to show you guys. And he took me in, in JJ pack, um, and he showed us how to do everything, even from taking windows out of mini trucks. But, mm. you know, you have the sliding windows and then the solid. He would show us how to switch those out with the string. And, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. he would show us how to do that. And he's like, it's time to show you guys how to properly do a mini truck. And he uh, showed us everything he knew. Not paint. He does paint, but he wouldn't show us how to paint. Yeah. But mechanical stuff he showed us. And. I'm in high school and, and people used to run up to me like, can you do my car, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, hell yeah, let's do it. In high school? High school. Wow, you're probably the man, dude. No, no, no. <laughs> I don't let the head get big. I just, I try to stay in my lane. Yeah. I, you know, 
So uh, in high school, they would always come up to me. And then once we started doing hydraulics, the leaks, oh, my God. Oh, my God, the leaks. Uh, just getting hydraulic fluid on your hands was the worst thing ever. Yeah. And I got tired. That's why I'm, I'm only strictly doing air right now. No more hydraulics. <laughs> I'm not changing no O-rings. I'm not, forget it. Yeah. You know, I'm not putting cylinders in. I'm air right on, 100%. Did, did you guys ever get into, uh, like, hopping them? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We should do like 14 batteries. Wow. Oh, you know, the funny thing is, one time I actually touched the ground on a positive accident, my thumb went black. Oh, shit. Like, I swear, 72 volts. Oh, it'll wake you up. Oh, shit. So you had to you had to understand, like, this stuff can kill you. Yeah. You know, stuff like that. So doing the the, disc, the quick disconnect for the ground and stuff when it's the motor's running, you know, just getting back down. You had to know. You know, finding the right solenoids to go with uh, as many volts as you're going to run. Mm-hmm. You know, just you got to know all this stuff because you might not wake up. Yeah. So you got to be careful with that. So when you made the transition from hydraulics to air ride, was there a, a ever like a bad stigma about air ride? That it was the, like the, the cheaper way of doing things? Well, I can't really say companies, but there was one company out there that would make stuff that was not DOT approved. Mm. So I kind of steered away from that. Um, majority of the time with those those cheap companies, they would send me the kit and I'm like, damn, I, I, at the time I needed the money, but I'm like, do I want to see somebody get hurt? Mm. And I would just be like, I can't do it. Yeah, you know, Even though it, in deep inside, I'm like, damn, I really need to pay this bill or I really need that. But I'm like, you know what? His life was more important than me needing money. So I'd walk away. I'd be like, it's best that you take it somewhere else. Yeah. So, um, but once I started getting affiliated with companies, I'm like, okay, I'm going to start using this product. It's funny because I've been with Airlift since 2005. Wow. They used to be called Easy Street. And a lot of people don't know that. Like Easy? Easy Street. Really? Like Easy E? Yeah. Easy Street. Really? They used to be called Easy Street, and they had their own compressors, and their compressors had Easy Street on it. Yeah. But a lot of people, I posted up, and they're like, what is that? And I'm like, you never know. <laughs> you never know. 25 years in the game, man. 25 years. That's dope, bro. Hell yeah. yeah. So after you made the move from uh, from Virginia to California, where, where was it that you called home base in California? Glendale. Glendale. Yes, okay, Glendale. cool. So you're working at Toyota and then what was the what was it like when you decided to make that decision to uh you know, stop working at Toyota and, and make this your full time? Um well I don't want to say where I was at, but um with me, you know, you take care of your customers, you you're honest. You be honest with your customers. So with me, um the problem was people upselling stuff to customers that didn't need stuff. Mm. And it started bothering me old lady came in to get some work done in her car and they it was $1,100 after she, all she wanted was oil change. So with me, I'm like, I can't be in this. Channel 5 News is going to roll in with a camera on a bait car. And I was like, I don't want nothing to do with it. You're talking about at Toyota. Oh, wow. At Toyota. So I was like, I don't want to be affiliated with this type of you know atmosphere. So I was like, when I gave him my two weeks the manager was like you're not gonna go anywhere i'll make sure you won't get a job in california I was like, mm. okay <laughs> you just sealed that brother <laughs> you sealed that thank you for telling me that but i'm gone so gave him my uh three weeks sorry 
three weeks and then the last day he was like i'm gonna put you on another team and i was like dude <laughs> i'm putting my toolbox on the tow truck and i'm out of here yeah and come to find out uh seven months later toyota contacted me they said we want to come back and give you three dollars more and i was like you know what kick rocks yeah i'm not coming back because of the experience that i had mm-hmm. so uh and i told the new manager i said Keep an eye on your employees because uh, it's some shady stuff going on. You know, uh, with a kind of uh, Prius is getting new struts at 30,000 miles. I'm like, what the? F-? Oh, you can cuss. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, like, what the? F-? Yeah. yeah. So, you know, stuff like that, just I couldn't do it. Yeah. So when I went to the coffee company, they gave me my own van, every gas card, and I would just travel and fix machines you know around la yeah and i would see shops and i'd go in and talk to people and then it just spiraled from there so when you uh made the transition from virginia to california Mm -hmm. when you would leave california you would you say you would get depressed going back home when you got here did that like the glitz and glamour of california did it it fade away or did you still have the same kind of mentality with me i'm never going to change money will never change me period so with me, uh, when I got out here, I would always see these dope cars on magazines, but they were from California. But when I got out here and you look closely, mm-hmm. ooh, oh, oh it's, <laughs> it's bad. Yeah. It's really bad. So with me, um, I had to like, when I see cars, I had to keep it in because it's like my energy level is like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm working on this. But I would always like suppress it. Because I'm like, it's got to be more to it when it comes to opening these cars. When you're going, because what, what gets me out here is they'll do everything on the outside, but the inside. Mm-hmm. Oof. I, I ran across a lot of weird stuff. Really? Oh, oh man. The craziest thing I've ever seen out here when it comes to air ride, there was a guy who had an XB. And on the window, you can't really see the setup because it's like four inches down where uh-huh. the XB is. When you open the hatch, I saw a tank, and I'm like, okay, well, that tank's too big for the small compressor. It's an over, it's under, I mean, it needs, it needs another compressor. Gotcha. So when I went to go put a, add another smaller compressor, I'm like, you don't need all this. When I, um, when I looked at the, the tank, they had welded uh, muffler brackets onto the tank. <laughs> so... I picked this thing up and I'm unscrewing it. And I'm like, I gotta take a picture of this. Yeah, that was the craziest thing I ever seen in my life. To somebody would do something like that, you know, instead of just welding feet on it, make it look good. Yeah, fucking muffler clamps. <laughs> I'm like, what? And I and I already knew right then and there. I was like, I'm in for some shit out here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, thank you guys for listening to the show so far. We actually got to take a break to show some love to our sponsors. Big shout out to Heel Toe Auto. An important part in buying Honda parts online is making sure that you can trust the company that you're dealing with to get the right parts reliably. You spend a lot of money and you spend a lot of time researching your build. The last thing that you want to do is send cash to a website where you may never see it again and worse yet, never see the parts. Man, that's a huge one in this community. There's a lot of fly-by-night con companies that come around that don't have any backing but maybe they'll sponsor some people here and there and it'll give the illusion that they're a bigger company than they are a reliable company than they are and 
there goes your money man not gonna happen here with heel toe with heel toe automotive an 18 year history and track record is part of the deal heel toe brings you deep industry connections professional parts recommendations alternative ideas when the parts aren't available and we'll even contact you if your order looks out of the ordinary before it ships golly man so much detail to this uh marcus he's a genius so on heeltoe you can actually build a profile and if they look on your profile and they see that this part isn't going to work for your build they'll contact you and heeltoe's unique checkout allows you to select a deadline to receive your parts to make sure that you get them in time for your project plans you can buy parts online anywhere but heeltoe knows what truly matters to an enthusiast professionalism swiftness and accuracy Hilto is in your corner. Visit Hilto at HiltoAuto.com or on Instagram at Hilto Automotive. And if you're the texting kind of person, you can always call or text them at 949-295-1668. Huge shout out to Marcus from Hilto. Thank you for believing in Downtime with Downstar. They've been a sponsor of the podcast since episode 151, and we greatly appreciate them. Yeah, it happens like that, man. People just think, well, it'll work. Nobody will see it. You know, but me with building cars man it's just like if i know that there's something that's half-assed on there it's gonna bug me i don't care how anybody else feels about it i don't care if somebody sees it and like why are you wasting time on that you know i remember with the uh like the motors that we have out there mm -hmm. i would clean them with wd and a q-tip into every single little crevice you know because it's just like I like to be fresh, dude. I like to be clean. I like everything just just to be just to be new. So then I could put the miles on it. I could put the wear and tear on it. And it's a new platform from when I get it because cars have their own lives. You know, these cars, civics and stuff been around since like ninety two. Okay. You know, they've had their own lives. So when I get it, I like to refresh and it bring it back alive. And then, you know, spend my time working on stuff. But, you know, you go to these shows and if you have that kind of eye, which I, I think that you do, you'll point out stuff that the, the everyday enthusiast would never see. But you're like, what are you doing, yeah. bro? And you know why they did that. Yeah. That you know where they half-assed it at. Cut the why they cut that corner. Because it was more difficult to, you know, spend spend a, uh, you know, a couple hours doing the feed on the tank. No one's going to see it. It's on the bottom or whatever. Right. But... When you have somebody else working on it, I would be embarrassed. Absolutely. You know, if I if I took my car to someone and, hey, can you do some work on it? All right, cool. And they're working on it. I just know what's going on in their head. God damn, this person's lazy. You know? Somebody got jacked. Yeah. The thing with me is, is having to, this is the way I look at it when it comes to installing. It's the hardest thing to do to go back, but I make myself do it. I'm like, okay, if I didn't like the way something ran, it, it's going to bug me like you. I'll, I'll be like, damn it. Why, I should have just took 20 minutes to go back and fix it. Because that 20 minutes can cost you a whole day if somebody comes back when something's wrong. Definitely. With me, I started doing installs for Universal Air. And Zach from Universal Air explained to me the right way to run the harness, the right way to run airline. He always told me, you got to look at it like this. If somebody pulls a panel to do work that maybe change speakers mm -hmm, or something, mm -hmm. they're going to see your work. Mm -hmm. Or if they have it on lift or oil change, people are going to see your work. Yeah. And I was like, okay. So he was, I was like, well, what's the correct way I should do it? And he's like, when you pull the panel, if you see like the main harness going through the car, zip tie to the main harness to make it look like it came from the factory. 
make sure everything's zipped, make sure everything's clean because people will see your work. Yeah. And he always embedded that into my head. That's like, think about you pulling the panel and you seeing that work. He's like, just make sure it's clean. It, it, I averaged about two to three days to do a car. I do a week there because he always made me go back to fix what he didn't like. So I felt like to me, yeah, I got paid, of course, mm -hmm. but it was a class. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah I, so it was definitely worth it. But I knew I had a solid week there because he's going to come back and be like, do it this way, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay. But I had to understand why. And he, when he explained to me why, I'm like, okay. And yeah. ever since then, I've been doing it that way. I think those are the best teachers. You know, it, it's, it's one thing to tell somebody that's not right. But to be able to tell them why it's not right in their own, in, in the person's language. You know, um, I've told my guys out there, look, the way that I talk to you and I talk to you, I have to do totally different because you're a different person. You have different personalities. Absolutely. So for, for somebody to be teaching you to know how you learn and to tell you, look, this is not why we do this because of this or what have you, yeah. you know, tap into to your feelings like, man, I don't want nobody to see this and see that my name's on it. I have shitty work. Right. So if they know that you already have that kind of pride, it's easy to explain why it wouldn't look good like this versus like this. It, it makes sense. And, you know, that just I, I understand what you mean about, you know, even though you were getting paid, it's like it's like school it's to cool. you. Yeah, definitely. It's definitely school. So. Um, I, I, you know, at first it, you know, of course you'll be like, damn, I, this whole time, not necessarily saying I was doing it wrong, but I could have done it better. Definitely. I could have done it better. So, you know, he, he, I love Zach. Let me just tell you why. Because he, once he got me where he wanted me install wise, he took me to TJ Hunt's. Mm. Okay. The Supra, when the yeah. Supra first came out, he said, he called me up. He said, Hey, um, you want to help me do something? I said, what do you mean? He says, I'm about to bag uh, TJ Hunt's Supra. And I thought about it and I was like, okay. And that was the new Supra that just came out. Brand new one. Got you. It was last year, I think. Mm -hmm. year. So I was, he was like, okay, meet me in this location. Come on down. We'll knock it out. I said, okay. I said, well, wait, wait, wait. How much work do we have to do? And he's like, uh, well, from what TJ said, the trunk setup's done. Okay, cool. We went out to... Uh, uh, San Diego? Yeah, San Diego. Nothing was done. <laughs> <laughs> and I and when when I walked down and went into the garage, he had this look like and I'm like, what's wrong, man? He's like, they didn't do the trunk setup. <laughs> We're gonna be here all night. I was like, Okay. To me that's peace work. I came down there for peace work. Yeah. Okay. I said, damn. I said, fuck it, we're gonna do it. We're going to do it. Oh, well. So we did it. I met TJ. We did the car. And uh, we had it done in like 1 a.m., 2 a.m. Mm -hmm. And then I had a drive back two hours. Mm -hmm. So it was rough. But we knocked it out. And, you know, me and TJ became, you know, pretty decent friends. You know, we're cool. He, you know, he says hi when he sees me. He's cool. Yeah. I don't get hugs or anything, but it's cool. <laughs> it's, it's cool. Yeah. So we did that. And I'm like, damn. And it freaking blew up. Like, I was... That next week, it was just so much work. I saw you on YouTube. You know, you did TJ Super, blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah, you know. He's like, am I really talking to that guy? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't have a secretary or anything. I'm like, yeah, you're talking to that. Can you do my car? And it just, it just, it helped. Yeah. 
And then when Calvin got his Supra, uh-huh. Zach called me again. Hey, you want to come down and do Calvin's? Hell yeah, let's go. Yeah. Did Calvin's. And uh, more work, more work, more work. And then I'm like, damn, because I'm on their Instagram. Yeah. So after that, um, I got a call from a buddy of mine, Justin from 8080. I don't know if you Yeah. Know. Shout okay. out to Justin, man. Yeah, Justin. I love that guy. Love that guy. Love him. You know what? Now that you speak of it, that's that's where your name came up as well from Justin, dude. Yeah. Logos. I he put uh on both supers. Yeah. Uh the one uh he one was supposed to go to SEMA, but I guess it didn't quite make it because he's he wants to make sure it's at a good location. Mm-hmm. That's just Justin. So um Justin contacted me. He's like, hey, I got two Supras, and uh, we're on the back of the list at Universal Air. And I was like, well, let me make a phone call to see if I can get you guys, you know, your kids before everybody else. So contact Zach. Hey, uh, uh, before I contacted Zach, he said, do you know James uh, Stradman? And I said, no. And he's like, well, we're doing his wide body as well for SEMA, Mm -hmm. purple Supra. So he's like, uh, can you get both of our kids out? And I was like, let me make a call. So I called Zach. I was like, hey, I got some YouTubers that uh, need their kits for SEMA. Can we push them forward? Because they were on like fifth or sixth. They weren't going to get it. Gotcha. So I was like, let me make a phone call. I was like, Zach owes me a favor. Let me see what I can do. So contacted Zach. I was like, hey, can you push these two cars forward? Um, There's some YouTuber friends of mine. And he said, okay. So... He pushed them forward. The kit shipped out two days after I asked them. They mm-hmm. weren't supposed to get them at all. His car was supposed to be in the spotlight with just coilovers. It wasn't. They weren't supposed to get. So after that, I we get we had this. Uh, anything they needed air ride, they would always contact me. So me and Justin became pretty good friends. You know, I met him at SEMA. You know, we hung out, and uh, you know, I got a picture with with him, Stradman, and. Um, the summit, uh, Clayton Starks from Summit, Summit okay. Lab. Um, and then after um, after SEMA, um, Clayton hit me up. He says, "Hey, I have a uh, a Porsche Cayman," mm-hmm. and he's like, "I want to do air ride. Can you uh, help me out?" And I uh, sponsored. Um, I gave him a sponsor price on his kit, and uh, he bagged it and all. And he, you know, got some shirts and stuff from me. Posted it up on YouTube, and more work. Really. awesome man so it's not always about money it's just about taking care of people yeah you know i don't ask for anything from them because i just want my customers to be happy it's not you know i I don't care i mean it helps that they post it up because of referrals yeah so with me knowing them now if i ever needed something i'm sure they'd take care of me yeah you know shirts or whatever justin would send me shirts here and there so whatever i needed but it was it was fun it was fun I'm happy that I was able to help them out. I love it, man. Yeah. So weren't you working on a TJC8 as well, Corvette? Yes, we were. And uh, we took the suspension apart and uh, did a mock-up on it. Uh, me and um, Zach flew down there again. I flew. Well, basically flew. We yeah. drove down there again. And we took the C8 apart. And this, I don't know how he got it. I don't know how he got that car. But. There was only a few people that got it because of Corona. Corona yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so I remember that. We went down there, took it apart, got measurements. The thing about that is, I wasn't the first one to install it because uh, shout out to Sheepy. Mm-hmm. He took it to Sheepy, and Sheepy did a twin turbo. Yes. On it. So I wasn't able to be 
we weren't able to be the first ones to have a bag. Got you. So uh, I'm cool with that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, <laughs> but um, we at least got we were the first ones to take it apart. Who was the uh, first bag C8? Um, it's Air Ride Equipment. Raymond did uh, a customer of his, a black one. I'm not sure the customer's name. Got you. But Raymond did it from Air Ride Equipment. Got you. Okay. So you're saying if it didn't go to to the twin turbo if it didn't go to sheepy we would have been the first one got you um what do you think about that car um first of all it's fast uh-huh. for na- for being a naturally aspirated car it's destroying cars hmm. on the track lighting them up because the mid-engine got you so i i like them if if i could afford one i would probably get one yeah and trick it out but um i like them the purists don't really like that car for some reason because it, it's kind of more tunery. Yeah, definitely. Okay, I don't want to like, yeah. Because it's it's different compared to like the the C7 or whatever. It's completely different look. I like them, you know. To oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I I mean, if somebody sent me one for a SEMA next year, I, I you don't want to see what I could do. <laughs> you don't want to see what I could do. So What if I just buy one, dude, and leave it with you till next year? Let's rock and roll. <laughs> <laughs> let's rock and roll. So, um, but... With me again on back on the air ride thing, uh, I get a lot of customers that there's no kit for cars. Got gotcha, you, got gotcha, you. Gotcha. I was uh, I've done a couple years ago. I've done a Jaguar XJ6. Okay. And um, went with uh, they went instead of buying the kit, the the management from me, uh-huh. they went with another company, and the company tried to take credit for the whole build. Mm. Didn't give me a shout out or nothing. And I'm the one who designed the suspension. That suspension is weird because it's shock and spring together in the rear and then shock and spring separate in the front. Gotcha. It is the weirdest thing I've ever seen. But I made a kit for it. And I sell them. Uh, actually, I just sold a couple of them. So that car, you really don't see bad. Yeah. But those are starting to come out. They're buying these older cars. So it's like, okay, now I got to figure out how to make a kit for one. And I did. And... It's cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's cool. I, I sell quite a few of those. So, um, but the older Mercedes, I've been doing those. Mm. I did one for Busy. Mm. Um, it was a, uh, I think it was a 2002. I'm not sure what it was, but Busy had me come out. I did one for him, uh, for a customer. And it's funny because I laid out the wood and his wife, Hetty, was like, what are you doing? Why you got wood here? You yeah. building a house? Like, <laughs> Don't you worry. So I would lay the wood out, cut it, and put it all together and put the kit, the management and stuff on it. Yeah. You know, nice chrome, everything. And she's like, well, damn. Yeah. She said, I didn't know. I'm like, now you know. Now you know. Shout out to Hetty, man. Shout out to Busy. Uh, good people right yeah. there. Really good. Definitely. Yeah. She's a hustler, too, man. I don't think people even know that. Nobody can knock her hustle. Yeah. Woo. I love it, man. Yeah, she, she's, uh, well, she has to deal with all his stuff, his scheduling and everything. So mm-hmm. it's just. It's nuts, but it's just, you know, it's it's a blessing. Power couple, man. Oh, yeah. I love it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, good people. Yeah. They've always been very respectful to me and my wife and my kids. They're always busy. always asks me when he sees me. He's like, how's the kids? How's everything? Um, so, good guy. Last yeah. time I saw him was a Cars and Coffee, I think. And I had a, uh, I bagged a 840C mm-hmm. out there. Um, baby blue and white. Um 1550s mm. aired out and he he walked up to me and he was like i knew you were here i was like what do you mean 
he says, I saw it at 8, at 8, 8.40, I'm sorry. He saw it at 8, 8.40 laid out, and he's like, That's, I knew it was you. <laughs> I was like, okay, man. You know, <laughs> you know, you know, cool. And he introduced me to some of his friends, and then we went from there. So, oh. um, Shout out to Lean Customs. Yeah. Um, Hansel. Hansel's uh, man, dude. I'm the one who bagged his uh, pinmobile. Oh, sick. Yeah, he con- I contacted him. Me and uh, Fox, um, Paul. Paul, yeah. Shout out to Paul, too, yeah, man. Love but, him. But before we get, get on, man, uh, big shout out to him. Huge supporter. Fox Designs. Um, he, he had some very good words to say about you. Thank you. And, uh, you know, I've just had your mind in my head for a while. And then it was just like last week, he he uh, he he plant he watered the seed for me, man. And uh, we're here to this day, man. Yeah. So shout out to him. Absolutely, thank you. He's, he's such a wonderful guy, gentle guy. Yeah, yeah, very nice guy. So uh, been with him for a couple of years now. So we're just doing it up. <laughs> That's funny. Last time I saw him was probably one of the last times I saw Hansel as well. Was at uh, Grid Life okay. um, when uh, Hansel took out the. Uh, the car, um, the Lean Customs. Pinmobile. I don't even know what it's called. The Pinmobile. It's a yeah. Mitsubishi Mira, is what it is. Got gotcha. you. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's. I, I, well, no, we saw you at SEMA. It was a show that. Um, it was a show after SEMA. It was. Um, uh, Honda Pro Jason was there. That's, that's right. When we met you. The video game yep. place, right? Oh, for Grid Life. You're right. We met you then. He, um, he Paul introduced me to you then. Yeah, because I had seen him before at Grid Life a few months before, before that. Yeah. He was out there, and uh, you know, it's funny, dude. People always they'll come up and talk, and they're kind of like like shy, you know. But I'm like, yo, bro, kick it with us, dude. If you're hanging out right here, I'm hanging out right here. Let's just hang out right. together. Right. You know, and he, and he was shocked that I like had that approach. But for me, I'm just like, fuck it, dude. This guy's here by himself, just hanging out. I'm with my cousin. Like, dude, let's just all hang out together. So we we hung out for a little while, and it's dope, man. I I love doing stuff like well, that. Well, people get intimidated. They're like, it, with, with me, I would go to shows, and they were like, I kind of wanted to say something to you, and I'm like, dude, I'm nowhere. Near. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. And it's like, next time, come up and say hi. Don't be like that. I'm not that type of person. Yeah. I'm very open. I guess they think because of how much knowledge I know with air that I'm going to be a dick or, you know, or be an asshole. And I'm like, that's not me, man. Yeah. And I'm not from California. So that's just not how we roll. You know, you be nice to everybody. You treat everybody with respect, regardless. Yeah, dude. And that that really does bum me out a lot. Um, You know, when we do get those compliments about, you know, customer service and how down to earth you guys are, because they say that this is a rare experience that they're having in our community, that it's a rare experience for their money to be appreciated, their service or their their customer, them being a customer, being appreciated, having a business owner not being a dick is appreciative, like Dude, these are the standards of like being a human being. Right. You know, I don't know why you would even give somebody your money if they wouldn't show you respect. Absolutely. You know, the power's in the dollar, dude. It really is. If you go to a meet and you and you have this company stuff on your car and you go to their booth and they don't even talk to you, sell that shit, bro. You know? It hurts too. Yeah, it definitely does. It really does. So, you know, with that, it's like, you know, just be respectful to everybody. You know, just anybody have any issues, just you know, help them out. Yeah. I would want somebody to do it to me. So, you know, but, you know, I I have ran across people who complete assholes. And it's like, okay. And then once they figure out who you are and it's like, hey, you know, I was having a bad day. Like, 
first impressions go a long way. Yeah, man, it goes a long ways. Yeah, so, no, definitely. Um, but I'm not an asshole to people like that. But I'm like, I I don't deal with them. Yeah, yeah, I just like okay, especially fake people. Yeah, it, I'm sure you run into a lot of that in this industry. <laughs> Or the ones that say, oh, I can get you this much exposure. I'm like, dude, just pay the bill. <laughs> let me just, you know, make your let life me go better. home, man. Yeah, Come right. On. You know, let me make your life better. Just let me install it, you know. But um, with me, I don't rush customers. It's a lot of money. So yeah. if somebody says, let me get back to you, I'm like, dude, no rush. Just let me know when you're ready. There's no rush. I've gotten bills like that by just saying, whenever you're ready, let me know. There's no rush, bro. You know, because, you know, four to five grand. That's a lot of money to be given somebody, especially somebody you don't know. Yeah, definitely. You know, so I, I try to make it as easy and pleasant as I can for a customer. So let me uh, let me pick your brain a little bit. Well, what do you have for a 2020 BMW M8 Grand Coupe? Comp- <laughs> competition. <laughs> let me talk to you. How, so say a customer would approach you with that, a vehicle they don't want to have any permanent damage on it is there ways that you can navigate around all of that where you just pull it off and you know turn it in and get the next 2023 or whatever let me let you know something i've worked with a lot of leased cars when it comes to air rides so on that note um you got to just run it clean they have grommets in the firewall that you can actually run your lines through Mm. basically the battery is in the rear yes and the uh, exce- um, the accessory for the fuse is in the re- in the rear underneath the little plastic. Yes, thing. yes, yes. That's all there. So all you have to do is just run it clean and just make it look like it's factory. But you can take it off like nothing ever happened. Really? And you know I just did an M4, right? Yeah, dude. I was going to tie. I have it on my list because that was the last car that I had was the M4. And you know, I kind of regret it, bro, because I... I I did things in so many small steps, you know, from doing the JB4 and the, oh, now maybe I want to lower it and do this. With the M8, I'm like, bro, I'm doing all of this right now so I could enjoy it. But I wish I would have got the M4 like tuned or something, you know? They're a mean car. Let me, oh, yeah. And for it's a buddy of mine named Anthony. Um, he contacted me. And funny thing is, long from LTMW, yes, he yes, used to yes. do his installs. Yeah. So... Uh, I guess he got backed up and uh, Anthony hit me up. He said, hey, can you do my install? And I'm like, what do you mean? I said, Long does your install. He's like, yeah, but he's backed up. But I, I want to do this show on Saturday. And I'm like, can I do this? And I said, well, wait a minute. What do you have? He said, I got a, a new M4. <laughs> I've done M3s. I mean, excuse me. I've done three series. Got you, got to you. To me, that's like a three series on steroids. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. So I was like, okay, uh, I need two days. Let's go ahead and do it. So he had the kit and everything. We went out and took it apart. He, I, You know, I am mobile too as well. So mm-hmm. I went to his shop. He sells like all the carbon fiber pieces for a BMW. What all is the, the company called? AA Concepts, I think. Really? Yeah. AA, okay. Uh, I think AA Concepts. So uh, don't quote me on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to have to look that yeah, up. Yeah, look them up. And, and we'll talk about that later. Yeah. <laughs> right. I, I got you on that. But anyway. Um, I went to his shop and um, took the car apart. I noticed when I pulled the back out, the, the battery's in the same place as mm-hmm. the 3 Series. So when um, I went to the front, I looked at the struts. It is the weirdest. And he has the, um, uh, I guess the, it's a system that for the dampening. Yes, yes, like yes, that. yes. Okay, yes. so he had that on. And I'm like, I hope it doesn't go into limp mode. So I contacted Universal Air and I was like, hey, does this car go into limp mode? They're like, no, don't worry about it. It's cool. Okay, okay. So I can do the install. 
So when I, I did the management, when I pulled off, first of all, the management, it didn't look like how I wanted it. So I took it all apart off the board and redid everything, mm. new fittings and all that because that plastic bullshit. So I did all that and then I mounted everything and then I was gonna do the front because I was gonna do the management in the front one day and then come back and do the rear because usually the rears are a little hard on this car. So so I did the uh, front when I took the wheel off. That fucking rotor was big as shit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pulling the wheel and the fucking rotor held the wheel on. I'm like, why ain't this coming off? When I finally lifted up and pulled it out, the rotor was like 13 inches. <laughs> yeah dude i said what the fuck is this he says it's a competition i said oh my god what do you get myself into <laughs> i thought it was just a regular freaking car oh no 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 the fucking caliber anyway Huge. oh so i take it off and you know, i put the suspension on i lower it down and he's like you did all this in one day i said yeah i said i'm gonna come tomorrow and do the rear he was like, sometimes when I get my air ride installed, it takes weeks. Yeah. And I'm like, well, maybe he was busy. Yeah. Uh, LTMW's always Always slammed. busy. Always busy. I love long. You yeah. Know, that dude is. Just, Hustler, man. Whew. So um, so I did that and I came back and did the rear. It was an easy car. Mm. It wasn't. A, it was easier than doing the 3 Series, mm-hmm. to be honest with you. So. Um, so I did that car and we aired it out and it, I mean, the front bumper was like, just, there's, there's no shoe zone. Oh no, no, no. It was low as hell. So he's like, so what I'll do is if I ever have any more BMWs, you want to come by? And I was like, yeah, cause he's only 15 minutes from my house. So he's in Pasadena. So I was like, you're still in Glendale. Yeah. I'm still Got you. Okay. So I was like, okay, any, any other cars you have, let me know. So he was very happy with the process and the time. You know, he was on a, uh, you know, a time fan. So he was like, just, uh, if you can, if you can't do it, I understand. But I knocked it out and he was just like, where have you been all my life? Yeah. And I'm like, I just, the BMWs are pretty easy. So, mm-hmm. um, so did that for him. And he's like, you need anything? Let me know. And, uh, and I do work for, uh, JDM Mafia Motorsports. I don't know if you ever heard of them. No. A guy named Moon. I do work for him as well. So. He'll set up, uh, install, and I'll come in and help uh, a friend of mine named Marlon. He works there. He does all the cool over. So I come in there, and we knock cars out in a day. Mm. And the first time we did a car in a day, people were like, there's no way. And we're knocking them out in a day. So one time we did two cars in one day. <laughs> wow. Two cars in one day. So oh, it actually put me on the map because nobody wants to drop the car off. They're like, man, it's going to take forever. Yeah. But have them done in a day from 10 o'clock to 5 o'clock, done, they're like, it's impossible. Yeah. That's insane, dude. That's such a value. I would love to do that. I'm <laughs> a, I'll pay a little more. <laughs> it's not about the money. Yeah. It's not about the money, but just getting good service, man. Yeah, and definitely. We knock them out. We knock them out. So, uh, so yeah, so the BMWs are, they're, they're okay. You know, some kids come with lower control arms, so it's a little harder, mm. you know, to take all that apart. But those cars are pretty much straightforward. Got you. When did you realize the value of uh, customer service? Um, you know, the thing with me, I always see people when they do work, they try to run from problems. You know, the customer call, hey, I'm having a problem. They don't want to deal with it. But with me, I when somebody calls me, say, hey, this is going on. I'm like, OK, I can come out this day. We'll take care of it. I don't run from issues. But 
what happens with me is I I had a company that kind of fucked me over, mm-hmm. and I was always saying to myself, I'll never do that to my customers. Yeah, I'll always be there. And when customers ask me certain questions, they it's always warranty. Yeah, like, how do you warranty that? And I'm like, well, Airlift does their own warranty, but if it's something that happened with me that I did on install, I'll, I'll take care of it. And then they're usually like, well, how much would it cost me? And it's like, hey, I'm going to take care of it, man. Don't worry about it. Yeah. I'll make sure I take care of the work that I did. Mm. Any issues. So That's probably why your name's spreading, bro. It is. Like yeah. wildfire, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, I was looking at your Instagram and there's just cars and cars and cars being every, bagged, man. I love every it. Every day I post up something because you got to have content. Yeah. That's your, that's basically like a resume is what yeah. it is. Yeah. So when people see you doing constant stuff, they're like, I gotta stay on this dude. Yeah. You know? And then when people save up their money to come near the install, they're like, I'm going to Icebox. But I do a lot of repairs. Mm. A lot of repairs. I'm not name dropping companies. What are some things that customers could look out for for um staying away from uh going down a bad experience like uh you know uh, package deals or you know them promising something what are some like key things that they could keep their eyes for to maybe like uh you might want to think twice about that yeah um well like i said people talk um they're going to let you know their experiences um always ask the air companies is is the product dot approved always ask that because you're getting a lot of stuff in here that is just rubbish mm-hmm. and I mean, look at fittings, see if they're going to be brass or if they're going to be plastic. Like Airlift has plastic fittings. I like using them. But with me, i rather use brass fittings because brass fittings are from a truck company mm-hmm. and they're up to 350 PSI. They're rated. So I'd rather overkill it. Definitely. Then you have something that's not going to work properly. You know, even down to airline, DOT approved. Mm-hmm. Certain companies I buy struts from, I won't buy the airline and the management. So I'll try to piece stuff together that I know will last long. Yeah. It'll be like that ultimate kit from different companies. So Now, you be more from the uh the old school of things. How was it for you to make your transition into the new school with uh social media and like you said uh YouTuber influencers and things like that? Um how did you begin to realize the value of that? Because a lot of uh people older guys that have been in the community for a long time, they don't look at it as the way that maybe the newer guys do and they kind of don't see the value in it. Okay. You know? Yeah, great question. Great question. Um, uh, on that, um, when I first got on the Facebook, I didn't want to do it because, you know, I'm an older guy, so I never had social media back in the day. I mean, you know, I used to be on groups and stuff like that, but not like Facebook and stuff. So with me, I had a, like not a bad experience, but I would always see people do stuff to people on Facebook. So I'm like, I'm, I don't want nothing to do with that. I just, I want to stay away. But my wife was like, you need to get on. You have to get on if you want to get more work and, and, and show your stuff. And I'm like, show your product and show, you know, the work that you do. And I'm like, okay. And I finally opened it up and I'm like, man, it just felt weird. You know, cause I didn't think that I have to be on, on social media in order for people to notice me, but it op- it was a big impact, mm-hmm. very big impact. You know, for instance, with the magazine, yeah. If it wasn't for me getting on Instagram, he would have never found me. Yeah, yeah. So, and a lot of people are discovering me now as we speak. You know, they're discovering me. So, and they always say the guys in the valley always say, 
man, I always took my car two hours away to get it installed. I didn't never knew you were there. And I'm like, damn. Yeah. I could have had that installed. Next sponsor is Action Clutch, man. One of the most critical parts to any build is the clutch. Without a proper clutch, you won't be able to get that power to the wheels. No one wants to spend hundreds of dollars on a clutch that won't hold their power for more than a few races or spirited drives. That's why it's important to go with a kit that you know that you can count on. That's why many people choose Action Clutch over the competition. Action Clutch is made here in the USA with materials sourced in Los Angeles. That was huge to me, guys, with us teaming up with Action Clutch. This is a real grassroots company, family company, and um, just seeing all the work that goes into the product that they do have. We actually have one of the uh, the clutches right here. The rest of the stuff is boom right here. This is for one of my projects that I can't tell you guys about. This is uh, not a 1200 horsepower project that I'm working on, but they do have clutches that will work up to 1200 horsepower and you can find them on street cars or even formula drift vehicles. Not only are action clutches made in the USA, but they have a strong focus this year in giving back a percentage of sales to the community during these hard times, providing impacted families with groceries and other necessities. Make sure you guys support action clutch. This is awesome that they're giving back. A lot of companies do not do that, but they understand their community and they understand that a lot of people aren't having the best year now and they're giving some of their sales away for uh, for the community, man, and, and that's huge. Make sure you contact them today with whatever you need and you'll get the family treatment. Check them out at actionclutch.com. And if you don't see what you need, you can give them a call at 323-269-6051. Or if you're on Instagram, just hit them up at actionclutch and uh, shoot them a DM if you have any special questions or requests and you can actually email them as well if you need to sales at actionclutch.com if you need help choosing a kit they can help you get set up with the right one for your build thank you action clutch thank you eric for your support man i really really appreciate it and thank you guys all for listening to this episode of downtime with downstar and uh please let us know once the episode's over what you think about it back to the show there's only so much that you could do man yeah. you know um these social media influencers helps out a lot you know uh speaking of tj hunt you know he uh he i always tell this story he bought some product for his car mm -hmm. uh when he was doing the um <clears throat> the frs wide body for the frs and uh eric from ilk fab actually put him on to us okay. so he placed the order and uh, he did a whole install video of our hardware without me knowing anything about it he just bought it from the website because eric told him about it and put it on so I contacted him. I said, hey, from here on, let me know whatever you need. I got you. Okay. And if I would have never done that, I would have never had so many of the connections that I got just from, from that. You know, and not only that, just from him popularizing that certain product that we had, uh, that's turned into our number one product to this day, See? you know? Yep. And uh, that's just because I aligned myself with someone like TJ. And whenever he came, whenever he had a need, he reached out to me and I took care of it, care of you know, and, and, and it's a, it's a, it's a two way street. Absolutely. You know, when he asks for something, I have to make sure that I take care of it. But when I, when I need something from him or what have you, I contact him and, and it's vice versa. We both will work together on things. And, um, you know, then you get other people seeing the work that you've done. Like we've done work with like eliminate and, you know, uh, probably the best relationship that we've made through them was through uh throttle you know uh with mickey like 
I love Mickey, man. Love him too. Mickey is a great person. Yeah, and very nice, very funny. Yeah. Funny guy, funny, funny guy. So Yeah, definitely, man. And then just to see all these younger guys um, just out there hustling, it's motivating to me and seeing the way that they work. You know, I'm 35, so I'm kind of in the in the middle of things. And I there's guys that are my age that see the whole YouTube and influencer space and they just kind of laugh at it. I'm like, it's because you're not letting your ego get absolutely. down you know absolutely. you you have to check your ego yeah absolutely this isn't the early 2000s anymore yeah. you know this isn't that time this is a different time and there's different ways to thrive in this time and if you don't embrace these these different ways and these different hustlers that are doing things in a different way that you did mm -hmm. but they're actually doing it you can't just let your ego get in the way because it's going to kick your ass absolutely. you know so I put myself in check a long time ago <laughs> on that. Yeah. And if I never did that, I wouldn't have so you many connections that I have to Absolutely. this day. You know? Absolutely. And, and you have to. Your pride. I mean, you're not pride is. Yeah. I mean, some people have stronger pride than others, but you have to know when to fold the cards, man, and just let it ride. Yeah. Know? So and and congratulations on the baby. Hey, thank you, man. Yeah, thank you, brother. Little girl. Right? Yeah. That's little awesome. girl, man. Yeah. yeah. I'm ready. <laughs> That's awesome, man. I, I, uh, Paul was telling me that, you know, you're having a, a baby. And yeah, like, man. Yeah, but he's like, he's having a girl. Like, yeah, we just found out on Saturday. Congratulations. Thank man. you, brother. Now, how many kids do you have? I have a little girl and a oh, little boy. I have awesome. a nine-year-old, uh, Chloe, and my son is a four, Evan. Nice. Oh, let me tell you, night and day. Yeah. Oh, my God. My son, whoo. One time I came home, my wife was in fetal position in the corner like this, like, and I'm like, are you okay? He is a, he's a terrorizer. <laughs> Love him to death, but whoa. Broke my 70-inch TV? Oh, this dude is, is <laughs> oh yeah, Hot Wheels it up. Oh. <laughs> you know, but I, I like, you know what? I was thinking like, I was just as bad when I was his age. So yeah. I, I can, I, I can imagine. You know? Yeah. So, um, yeah, man. Two kids, uh, they're doing well. And uh, I don't really get to, to hang out with them as much because I'm constantly working. But yeah. I, anytime I get with them, I try to, you know. Yeah, do what I can. that's the uh, that's the part that a lot of people don't talk about, the um, about success. You know, it comes with some prices that you have to pay. It really is. And sometimes those prices you have to pay is, you know, missing certain things that you necessarily wouldn't want to miss yeah, absolutely. so it's a very hard uh balancing it's act balance. that you have to do absolutely you have to try to be the the perfect parent husband role father model. role model that you can yeah. but you have to focus on all this stuff that's over here because without this this life you're more not going to be able to live this nope. life no nope. anymore got to make sure their their bellies are full and they got a roof over their head yeah so, uh and i take two days off a week now yeah just so i'm able to you know, do something because it started getting really bad. Yeah. When Corona hit, I thought that it wasn't going to be as much work as normal, but mm -hmm. work tripled. <laughs> oh my God. And you know, the funny thing about it is, Frank, going down the highway and no, no police, no tow trucks. I loved it. And I'm like wide open. I'm like, where is everybody at? Yeah. But I still was busting my ass, man. So I fucking love it, man. And I, I kind of feel like that this whole Corona thing really helped me to be honest with you because everybody's online looking up stuff. Mm -hmm. So you're at home, like on a computer. So all the videos and all this stuff, it's just, it's yeah. Likewise. I, I haven't talked to anybody in the automotive community whose company isn't doing well. twice as much as they were. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's yeah. insane. But I mean, it makes sense. Uh, our demographic is just younger dudes that just want to, 
build cars. That's all and they want to do. That's it. So, and they really don't care about much else, yeah. which is awesome, man. Yeah. You know, and it's a, I, I could totally relate with you, man. This this whole time with Corona and the shutdown, it's been amazing for us. Yeah. Not only for the business, but I've been able to connect with my family on such different levels. It's made me understand that, like, you know, maybe going all to all these shows that I go to all the time, it's not really necessary because I haven't gone to any this year and we're still killing it how you feel about that not going to shows um it was a nice break i've been doing it for probably the last 10 years in a row now so it's been a nice little break because each year you kind of know what you're going to do in may you're going to know what you're going to do in august november january you know because they have these these big shows and you have that feeling of fomo like man if i don't go to this people are going to think that you know my business isn't doing good or <laughs> or some something like that you always p- put those things in your head yeah. but it was nice to take this break man yeah. and it made me reevaluate things and made me look at the business from outside looking at it and you know all that groundwork that i put in going to these shows and going to these parts of these countries and talking to these people that that paid off and I don't know if that's necessary anymore. Yeah. Maybe it's necessary to go to Subaru shows now. Maybe it's necessary to set up at a BMW show now. Who knows? But it kind of took me out of my comfort zone, which I, I kind of love when that happens because I get to reevaluate things. And, Absolutely. You know, it's it's not important as it was before. Yeah. You know, that, that stress, that level that I would put on myself too, we would put all of the hardware and everything in suitcases. And when I say we, more than likely it was just me going by myself. Right. You're talking four bags. You know, I had this down to a science, bro. Four bags, each bag was like 50 pounds. So I'm carrying about 200 pounds of wow. stuff with me. Okay. I'm paying the extra for it to the extra bags going, you know, uh, trying to plan out the flight. I'm leaving at like 3 a.m. or something just so I could catch a 5 a.m. flight just so I could get there at a decent time yeah. one in the afternoon or something so I can so at least get some sort of vacation out of it you know but it's just it's a lot of stress and it's a lot of things that you have to do and uh and now the money that we're making at shows isn't as much as in the past because now everybody knows about us yeah. <laughs> right. so people come to the booth want to talk and say oh yeah I have that or I have that I have that which yeah. is which is awesome yeah. but the reason to set up a booth is is to kind of make sales, you know. So this Corona's helped me realize that, you know, we still have a really strong following yeah. and, you know, you don't really need to do those things. Maybe that time could be spent in other places or at home. At home with you know? family. Yeah, at absolutely. home with family, man. Yeah. So Yeah, and just being able to pick and choose where you want to go. Is definitely. Just, and you fly over the East Coast a lot, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Definitely. Okay. So just pick and choose. And have you noticed... Like, are people different on the East Coast? Than oh, yeah. Like, Every part of the country, people are different. Um, I, I tell this to people all the time. Look, we're all human beings, but we're not all the same. Like, if your bloodline is from New Jersey, your your whole history, everything is different. You've dealt with different things. You've experienced different things. Yeah. You think about it differently so whenever i travel to different places i'm just observing and i'm trying to see the demographic i'm trying to see how people how how they they treat others how they talk how they interact with each other and it's man it's different from state to state yeah you know and then you come back to california and then everybody's just so cool and you go by a show and everybody has their cool face on nobody wants to say what's up or anything like that and it's just like it's just the ego, dude. That's all it is. And it, I have it too. 
So I understand it when I go to the local meets here, you know, I'm driving and I'm just like, just looking around and they're looking at me and, and it's not, I'm not mad or anything like that, but yeah. it's just, you have that guard, you have that guard. So yeah. when we would go to a, an Eibach meet here in California versus an Eibach meet in Florida, we're getting so much more love okay. in Florida. How does that feel? When it's weird. Because it, it, you're not used to it. It's It's weird. To not get that reception in yeah. your home. In your own home. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's like, damn, I'm paying taxes here. I should get love here. <laughs> Man, and dude, I, like, I'm trying my hardest. You know, put it on the map, dude. And it's just, you just, it's, you don't get the same love. And, yeah. you know, it makes sense. People see it and they see where you've come from and they see where you started. And then they can't detach that person that you were 10 years ago. You're still that person in their mind. But dude, I'm not the same person I was six months ago. No, three all. months ago. No, I'm changing all the time. Absolutely. So it's uh, and then when you go to the East Coast and you you get to meet people out there, they don't have a guard. They literally want to hug you. Like, yeah. Literally want to hug you, jump on your back, like, hey, what <laughs> the hell are you doing? Because they know you from online or from magazines or social media or what have you. And so. you're here in person, and they're like he is fucking here yeah so it's kind of like oh my god you know so yeah and i love that feeling man it's just it's the best feeling ever it yeah. really is you do know? you do a lot of uh traveling to the east coast um i do installs sometimes uh recent uh, about a couple months ago i went out to uh bag a supra mm -hmm. for a buddy of mine and uh that's the i really try not to go over there mm -hmm. because it's just the memories and stuff I'm yeah like, you know so but if somebody wants to pay for my flight and hotel and everything, I, I'd fly out there and do it. But yeah, like I said recently, I've done a Supra. Gotcha. And from TJ Hunt. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he said, I saw you on TJ Hunt. So I saw you did it in a day. You want to fly out? Like, let me know when. Yeah. You know what? I feel those are the best things is because, um, you know, if you, if you look at it, you're just getting a, a little spotlight on a YouTube video, 10-minute video, right? But the value that that brings is this basically TJ co-signing, look, I trust this guy to do my car. And then everybody's seen it like, well, if he trusts him, I I'll trust him. And that's the best, that's all I need. Yep. That's all I need. Let me take it from here. And that's all I need. And yep. that's, dude, that's beautiful, Wonderful. man. Wonderful. So, uh, but like I said, just stay, being humble and, you know, just not changing the person who I am. And then out here, people don't really know how to deal with me because they're like, if you're that nice and you're trying to rip people off, and I'm like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Why well, want to rip somebody off? I need you to put out how good of work I do so I can have more referrals. Why would I ever do that? You know, so it's just funny. I had to get used to it. You know, a couple guys from uh, Universal Air always told me, don't be nice out here. And I'm like, I'm never going to change, man. Definitely. That's who I am. Yeah. You know, just just be cool with everybody so and they're like it's going to change or i give you a year and i'm like all right guys we're taking a quick break right now for our sponsor manscaped support for downtime with downstar is brought to you by manscaped who is the best in men's below the waist grooming manscaped offers precision engineered tools for the family <laughs> babe how Babe, I'm doing my Manscaped ads right now. How have you been liking the uh, the 3.0 lawnmower joint that I got? It's, it's been keeping the, the, the stench to a, to a minimum. <laughs> and very crispy, not hairy. <laughs> 
babe, tell him about that time. Tell him about that time that I was in the shower for 90 minutes straight using this until the battery ran out in the dark because it does have a LED light on it. Yup, and I said, babe, it's time. Get out of the shower. It's my turn. <laughs> oh, man. So we actually need to get you one of these lawnmower 3.0s, baby. So make sure you... You gotta get hooked up too, babe. So you could have your nice shower for 90 minutes straight. But uh, make sure you guys check out manscaped.com and use code DTWD for 20% off and free shipping. Uh, make sure you guys just get, uh, get trimmed up, man, because it, it definitely does help out. And um, yeah, <laughs> back to the pod. Nah, you can't change, man. You Same can't person. change however people treat you. That's on them. Yeah. That's their karma that they're going to have to deal with. Fine, whatever. Yeah. Dude. That, that has nothing to do with me. Yeah. I'm going to be the person who I am no matter what because you know, we're business owners. We don't have nobody to answer to. There's no bosses we have to we have to change for, you know? So it's like, I'll do whatever the hell I want to do. Whatever I want to do, yeah. You know, and people can't understand that because they're mentality of business is totally different they they think of it differently but the way that i think about it is like look we all just need to get money to survive that's basically what it is it could be anything yeah. we could be trading rocks for whatever <laughs> it is but this is our currency yeah. is money so you use your time to make your currency doing whatever you're gonna do right i'm t i'm making my currency doing whatever i'm gonna do but the way that you do it, I don't have to do it because I'm already making the end result. The right. end result is to make this currency to be able to live. To live right. So if I'm making it, I don't I don't need to do things like you do it. Yeah. You know, I'm gonna do it like me. And that's like well, you have your the own most freeing thing. Oh yeah, yeah definitely, right. man. Now do you have people who come up to you and say, How did you do it? Like, what did you do? What changed you to to have you where you're at right now yeah definitely man people always think that there's a secret to it and there's not i try to explain it as much as i can in the podcast like look if there's something that you want there's something that you want to do if you want to bag cars and that's what you want to do just do that yep. that's it give everything up and do that yep. if you have to make money in order to to make that happen mm -hmm. go work wherever once you get off okay this is my second job yep. This is my second job to work on what I want to work on. You take it as seriously as your first job. You get off at five o'clock, give yourself an hour. Okay, seven o'clock to 11 o'clock. Mm -hmm. This is my time to study. Okay. This is my time to figure out whatever I have to do. You have to feed it, feed it, feed it. You have to feed the machine. Absolutely. But I see people all the time. If it doesn't work out in six months, I'm going to try this. I'm going to try this. I'm going to try this. You, you haven't even... You haven't even mixed the ingredients and you're expecting the cake to be ready to eat. What are you doing? It's impossible. It's going to take the average person a year to actually even get noticed. Exactly. Yeah, man. So. And, you know, people always say that, like, wow, you guys just blew up out of nowhere. I'm like, yeah, man, it only took 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, yeah, but I know you understand that, man. Yeah. You just got to put your head down, put the work in and, and you know, you do good enough work. It's gonna get noticed. Yeah, Somebody's gonna tell someone. Yeah. You know, you do John's car, he's gonna tell Tim, yep. Hey Tim, this guy did my car. You wanna do yours? Let's go take it over there. Yeah. Boom. And then you do his. And then that network spreads and it keeps spreading and it keeps, it keeps spreading. spreading. And as long as you have a product to offer, which is your service, as long as you have that, dude, what more do you need? People Dang. 
people uh, overcomplicate it. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because they're, like they're intimid it intimidates people. You know, just it just like I said when I first uh, branched off and did nothing but air ride, it scared the hell out of me because I have a family. You yeah, know? I'm like, how am I going to feed my family? You know, that's the most important thing is is taking care of your family. So it was it was scary. Well, let's talk about that, man. Um, your wife. Most wives don't even uh, won't even take that journey with somebody. You know, how was that with your wife taking that journey with you, and how does she feel about how it came out to this day? The the funny thing with that is is back in the day, obviously we were just dating, obviously, and um, I had a I had a what was it a, a Buick Regal okay hydraulics so. When I met her, uh, we were downtown, and uh, you know, I asked her for a dance. We danced, whatever, and she was like, "Okay, give me a number." Blah, we, you know, I didn't hang out. So when she's like, "Well, follow me. We're gonna go get some pizza." Uh, and so when I got in the car and came around, I drove behind her, and I I laid the car out on the ground, <laughs> and she was like, "She got out of the car. And she's like, do you have that on your car?'" I'm like, "Yeah." She was like, she had this look like. Let me check this guy out. I gotta get to know this guy. Yeah, so I think that's what all started it. And obviously, her visiting her family out here, it's a lot of. Oh, she had family out here. It's just family. Got you, got you. She would come and she would see those cars, and she was like, "Damn, this dude's out here with this type of car." So, and just just stuck with me. Yeah, you know, she she's done a lot for me, man. Uh, To be honest with you, she (sighs) is weird, but. She bought me my first brand new car. Cause I used to just drive like beaters and stuff. And she was like, you know what? You need a new car. And I'm like, okay. So it's like, what do you want to do? She's like, sell this one. We'll take the down payment and we'll get you a new car. And I'm like, who the hell would do that? And I was like, that's, that's a, that's a go hard woman right there. Yeah. You need to, you need to tie the knot with that. And you know, ups and downs, of course, this and that. And then we just got married. I was like, I better lock this in before somebody else gets her. Because these women are rare. You don't yeah. find women like that. Yeah. So she's around me doing car stuff. She's used to it. But what really catapulted me, for, let me tell you how Icebox came along. Yeah. So she bought me the Scion XB in 2004. I was paying the payments, obviously, but it was in, in you know her name. So um, I hit up Airlift and I got an air rod kit from airlift it was like number five out of the production of the first five so they sent me the air ride kit and uh, i joined a car club called silent evolution back in 2005 i want to say and i just started doing all their work pretty much so the xb was white so i'm thinking what can i name what can i put on the tags because i want to personalize tags and i was like let me put ice cube and i'm like no nah, i can't do ice cube and i was like well it is a box yeah. Let me put Icebox on it. So, ordered the tags, and everybody remembers me from Icebox because of that XB. Dude, I was just going to ask you that. That's what the logo is, yeah, right? That's the logo, yeah. <laughs> so, what album was that? Um, You know it. It was the first album that Ice Cube came out with. Lethal Injection? I want to say, yeah, but it was the logo. Yes, yes, yes. Sick. You, dude. you, you know, the, <laughs> the funny thing is, uh, actually. My old shirt guy actually did this for me. Gotcha. Long before I met Paul, he's the one who figured it out. He's like, let me make a logo for you. And he had the little uh, CD cassette, and he's like, I'm going to do Icebox. Yeah. 
thank God Ice Cube never hit me up. So, but yeah, <laughs> maybe you could just bag one of his cars. Right? So yeah. Be good. <laughs> so, yeah. I'd, I'd be like, here you go. Let me just. Uh, but yeah, that's where we got Icebox from. I love it, man. Sion and XB, man. Yeah. So. so fast forward to today, man. How's everything going? What do you What do you got going on? Uh, everything's good. Um, I'm working with a buddy of mine named Neil for bagging the first Mach E from Ford. That's Mach the electric e. car. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. So I was supposed to do that for SEMA, but obviously SEMA's yeah. Good. Um, I was supposed to be doing a Porsche with Busy for SEMA, but obviously, you know, SEMA, um, they threw a loop out there for that. Yeah. So, um, right now what I'm doing is designing stuff for a couple of new vans that came out. Um, what am I doing now? Uh, other than that, you know, just waiting for new product to come out, you know, with the, with airlift when the airlift 3p came out i had a year and a half before anybody because i did r d for them wow oh yeah oh yeah yeah took it back in the woods jump a couple clips make sure <laughs> you know make sure it worked okay but you yeah. know they paid me to do r d on that when it first you know year and a half before it came out so i'm working with a lot of companies man now what about that uh that new z that's coming out okay so i posted up anybody who gets that car first i will fully sponsor that car mm. I just want to see what chassis it is. If it's the old 370Z, it's going to be a blessing. Mm. But with me, it probably won't be. So I wanted to be the first one to bag one of those. So I posted up. Anybody gets one, just send it to me and I'll bag it for free. There it is, guys. Hell yeah. In the flesh. Yeah. I love it. So your best build that you've done, the one that that, that just lives in your heart, what, what car is it? Best build I've ever done that lives in my heart. Well, I haven't showed anybody yet, but I did a wide body, um, full carbon fiber Huracan that's coming. Wow. I can't really talk about it. Yeah. It was supposed to be for SEMA, but, um, I had a company contact me. Actually, I had a company that said, I couldn't do the work. Can you bag this Huracan? And I said, sure. When I got out there, fully carbon, fully carbon fiber. <sighs> Wow. And I'm looking like, y'all need to take the bumpers off. You need to take everything. <laughs> because a fender is 25 grand. I'm just a fender. Oh, I said, take it all off, and then I'll work on it. Right. So I took the suspension off, took it to Universal Air. Yeah. And they uh, did the bag over. They took everything apart. And because it has the, the dampening system to it, so I have to do a bag over the stocks on that car. So mm. I did that, and uh, that car is, uh, is mean. It's a mean car. The wheels are getting built for it right now. And once that's out, that was like my favorite. And it was really easy. That car was easy to do. The Huracan? So, Huracan was very easy. So did that, had the tank anodized. We put everything in the frunk. Mm -hmm. So everything's nicely neat in the frunk. Um, and that's that was my favorite car, favorite car to do, that one. So Now, is the airlift the one that has everything built into that one tank? No, that's accurate. Got you, got They're you. Rest in peace, Yeah, man. rest in peace, yes, yes. I've done a lot of accurate stuff when I worked for, um, did some installs for Universal Air, so. What'd you think of that uh, that tank style? Um, I mean, because it looked awesome, just, just so sleek, but I could see you running into some sort of issues. You already know, right? Yeah. Well, the thing, it's very quiet, mm -hmm. so you don't hear anything in the cab. It's, but the thing is with me, you have 200 PSI, putting pressure on mechanical parts yeah yeah yeah. 
and basically the compressor gets hot so uh, there's no circulation mm. so it's like i don't know gotcha I knew it, it, it it they failed a lot a lot of them failed so but because um zach wanted me to do the installs i would do it but he was the only company that had me doing air. anywhere else i was doing airlift, airlift. Or, or manual stuff but um it's a little harder because you got to run all the sensors and stuff per wheel and you got to know geometry. So you'll break a sensor quick if you don't know geometry when it comes to suspension. So saying that, uh, it's just a little tougher to do. Yeah. Air stuff. So tell me about airlift, man. Uh, what, what was it called? Easy street back Easy in the day. Street. Tell me yeah. about them and why this is the company that you, that, that you back so much i um with me uh easy street they they've always been very pleasant to me um they, I, I mean i've been with them that people have come and go with them so they got all new people now obviously you know and um i just like the product the product the install is just easy it's you know three or four wires up front they go to the battery accessory wire and four wires in the back for the compressors mm -hmm. the management alone handles everything it does the pressure it does everything uh the psi switch it turns the compressors on and off it's all in a little unit and it controls everything so and the cool thing about it too is it has the controller with all the gauges and all the psi switches on the controller if you have a leak it tells you you have a leak it tells you the performance of the compressors it's just a fantastic unit um you know sometimes they have glitches here and there but you know all around i just i love using their equipment very cool now i've never had a car with bags before what? um yeah never uh yet but <laughs> what okay. yeah so what's the drive like compared to just regular suspension um the drive is once you've tuned it you have to tune it you got to know what psi for the front like the front can be say you get your comfort zone at 90 psi and the back could be 80. Mm. And it's just trying to find the numbers so where when you're driving in on the highway or the normal streets, you get that comfort. Plus, they have the dampening on it. So if you want to hit the track, you can tighten up the dampening and hit the track. Mm. Oh, yeah. And then go back and put okay. it back on soft and drive like nothing. Around. It's easy to do that? Yep. Got you. Yeah. Okay. Good stuff. That's That's been my only thing about doing air is that I don't want to compromise the drive. I mean, it's not like I'm out at the track or anything like that, but... Um, you know, I've I've been in cars in the I've never driven them, but back in the day, and it's just like floating. Yeah. You know, but yeah. you're probably talking like early two thousands. Yeah, they're, so. they're probably running stock struts with like bags or whatever. So, <laughs> but this is uh this is tuning because it's track and street. Got you. Uh, you know, they they test them on the track to make sure the bags can handle you know all the stress and stuff with the turns and all that stuff. So. They actually did um, something on YouTube. They took a car and they did stock struts, coilovers, and an air ride. And air ride beat it on the track by a minute. And you know how a minute's a long time mm -hmm. on the track. Yeah. It beat it by a minute. Really? Wow. Yeah. Definitely changing my mind about air, bro. Hope so. Hope so. <laughs> you know I want to do that BMW. Yeah. So. We'll talk once the camera's yeah, we'll, we'll, off, We'll man. definitely talk about that. Hopefully my wife doesn't watch this. Yeah, she's like, I got to do it for the daughter, man. Yeah. I got to do it for my baby, yeah. dude. She needs a, a nice little ride back there. <laughs> right? Comfortable ride. A comfortable That's ride. That's not going to sell, you know? So. Oh, man. Yeah. All right, Lorenzo, where do you see your future at, brother? What do you want What do you want your future to be? Well, with me, um, I... I just 
I don't, a lot of people ask me, am I hiring? But it's hard finding people who have that, that work ethic that I do. Definitely. So, um, so I kind of, I want to keep on going until I no longer can work. So, but to teach somebody what I know, um, you got to find the right person. Yeah. Um, like I said, with me, I'm, of course we're expanding, but it just, I just rather do it myself. You know, the way I've been brought up, it's just do the work yourself. So eventually probably gonna have to hire somebody yeah and i'm gonna have to show him and hopefully they take that in so um bigger things bigger things you know dealing with more celebrities too i mean just you know you never know you yeah. Never know. yeah i love it man have you ever done any work with that shop uh called uh rdb in uh hollywood i haven't but i did go by there a couple of days ago they had a meet they were doing and mm. uh, i talked to one of the owners and he was like we have a Cadillac. Can you do it? And I'm like, yeah, here's my card. So I haven't done any work for them. Gotcha. But I see the cars. Whoa. Yeah. They're doing a lot, man. You talk about celebrity cars. A lot of guys are going there. Yeah. And you're talking like Offset, Chief Keith, Chris Brown. They got a lot of people out there, yeah. you know, and uh, they're always doing something, customizing it to, to the something like that. Yeah. So it's, it's always good to just network. Yeah, absolutely. You know? I mean, if it comes, it comes. Yeah. You know, only the Lord, I already know what the Lord's going to bring me. So, but just, I'm just going to ride the wave, brother. I love it, man. Thank you. Dude, Thank you me. have such a good outlook on everything, bro. Did you realize that you're that guy that, um, that you looked up to? The hydraulic guy? I you're mean, him now, bro. I know. I I, I know. And yeah. now, and now you need to bring somebody up under you. Yeah, I will. <laughs> Eventually I will, but you know, time will tell. Yeah, definitely, time man. Will tell. So. One day at a time, bro. Yeah. You're fucking killing it, man. I'm trying, man. I'm really I love trying. it, dude. Yeah. You know, I love to uh I love to see people like you, just genuine hustlers out there putting in the work and um you know, anything I could ever do to help out that process, man. I'm always here to help out for sure. I really appreciate that. Yeah, of course, man. And thank you for your kind words as well. Yeah, of course, man. Definitely. You're I, I can tell when people are out there hustling and it's hard, man. This grind is hard and I feel that um there's there's a very small amount of us actually out there who are doing things for the right reasons, genuine people. And uh, once you find people like that, you just got to stick with you them, stick man. To them. And you got to help them out whenever they can. Absolutely. You know, I always say if you can, if you can survive in California, you can survive anywhere. Yeah. That's the way I look at it because it's tough. You got to have tough skin. You got to be tough to live out here and have to deal with these people because it's just, it's hard. Yeah. But once you get that, that that nice flow can't go wrong hell yeah yeah never look back i love it man so lorenzo uh steve's listening right now from uh from glendale and he wants to bag his frs man what's what does he do to contact you to get the work done contact me uh you just go to instagram um my number's on there uh, i can give you uh you know just send me a message you know icebox customs and uh just Give me a holler and I'll, I'll figure out a kid on that. I love it, dude. Hell yeah, man. So um, thank you for being here, bro. I really appreciate it. Thank you for the drive. And, um, you know, I apologize for the mix up on the time again. Okay. You know, okay. like I always say, uh, like you said, his first impressions are everything. Absolutely. And uh, I hope I, uh, <laughs> I made up for it, you bro. You better be on time next time. <laughs> Quick question to you though. Yeah. Best Buy. Were you installing it? Yeah. 
You've seen some stuff. Oh, yeah, dude. Oh, yeah. 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 I, I installed from October 2005 to uh, April 2012. And before Best Buy, I was doing install, too. So I, I can I know my way around wiring. Oh, it makes sense to me. Stuff. I'm sure you've seen some stuff like what the hell is going on. Yeah. And then things that you were saying, I could totally relate to it. Like I when we would do alarm installs, dude, I would hide the alarm so much. I would put it. I would cut the, the stock loom in, put the wire in, tape it up. So you can't even tell things were done. Like even to uh, to my civics, I had extra wiring harnesses because I actually did my own wire tuck when I first got the car i did my whole engine harness and everything because it just made sense to me you know wiring is just a to b yeah so you got to figure out where why this wire goes this way or what i had a bunch of extra harnesses so when i put the alarm in from the brain of the alarm i left maybe two inches of the stock wire and then from there the power wire i did it the the color of the power wire on the chassis and then the door trigger and everything and i hid the brain and it just had the harness coming which was stock color wiring so you can't even tell that there's alarm that's attention to detail like yeah on a major scale right there <laughs> yeah wow, wow. yeah just dude. by you saying that to me i'm like damn yeah man uh me and uh i'm not sure if you're familiar it's a, a honda brand called checkered sports uh, yeah my buddy raul uh, we actually worked together at Best Buy in Nevada. Okay. So that's how I even met him. I wasn't even into Hondas at that time. But then, uh, you know, the, I got into it because of him. But uh, he he knew more about wiring than I did. So I just watched him and I watched the way that he would do things. And we were always just so detail-oriented. So we would do things like that just for fun. Because okay. you're working at Best Buy and you're just like, ah, you know, installing a stereo, satellite radio, this and that. You had to make it fun for yourself. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Music and the whole thing, you got to have all that. Exactly. So you want the customer to have a great experience. I wanted that because this is my work. This is what I'm doing, and I'm going to have fun at this. Okay. I'm not just slapping things together. Okay, here, get out of here. You know, I want to make an experience for this customer. Okay. And then we would just take it the extra level. You know, we would run wires a certain way take out consoles that we probably wouldn't need to do but it just <laughs> right. it was fun it was fun man and it um and you had a time too as well so yeah definitely man and it, it was great just like um working there it was like my college okay. like i was getting paid for it but i was learning okay. i was learning how to run my own business the install bay at best buy is its own sort of business they only would come deal with us when they let us in in the morning mm -hmm. and lock up at night. Okay. And if there's any problems in between, I'll have to call managers. But that made me focus on customer service so I didn't have to call a manager. Because you call a manager, then you're taking putting more on their plate. Then they're going to keep bugging you. They're, 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 you're going to be in their, their area now. But I'm like, no, nah, dude, this is our own thing. All we need you for is just to open the door. And let us in and let us out. And let us out. That's man. it, man. Let so, me hustle. So they had a great time working with you is what you're saying. Your managers were like, man, we love working Frank. Oh, my God. I have, I <laughs> guess, man. I just didn't give them any problems like the other, the others did. Well, you can handle stuff like that. So Yeah. And you're a people person, so. I mean, at that time, it, all of this stuff, it just took time, man. I, I was never this opened up. I was never this talkative. It really was a skill that I had to build and, and a skill that I still build to this day and that i want to keep building you know that's why i do two podcasts a, a week because i want to just keep having conversations i want to sharpen that skill man you know that's like 
two two uh two cars a day that you're bagging you know the more you could do the more experiences you're gonna have the more you're gonna run into issues and now in the future you're not gonna run into that issue because you've already ran into it it, you know i have two pods today i have one later on today i'm on my grind dude you know you serious yeah hell yeah man hustlers bro but you you uh you get the benefits of it you know you get to live the life that you want you get to provide for your family and you don't got to work at toyota no more where they're doing crooked shit yeah this is your business you do whatever you want and and that's your word and that's your name behind it it's icebox customs but it's you yeah it's you that represents you and when anybody ever brings up your name or brings up the work you do that's not the business that's you that's you're the one that did it Absolutely. You know? and that's a beautiful thing no one could ever take that away from me not you. at all not at all it's mine it's mine only right hell yeah man happy for you brother thank keep you. killing it man you too thank you, too. you man thank you well let's definitely keep in touch brother and uh guys listening if you need any uh any work done to your car uh what is it icebox customs icebox customs uh on instagram instagram and uh, arnold hicks on facebook Got you. So we'll have it listed below, guys. Make sure you uh, make sure you hit up Lorenzo. Hopefully, you get some work done from him. And um, thank you for being here, bro. Of course, I appreciate it. Pleasure. Huge thank you to you, and thank you to our sponsors. Uh, Heel Toe Automotive been around since 2002, supplying you guys with your Honda parts. Make sure you guys check them out at heeltoeauto.com or on Instagram at heeltoeautomotive. And then we have a uh, Action Clutch. They uh, they're actually out in LA. They've been around for years as a family business, and the clutches are made in LA. Which is really cool, man. I love when products are, are made at the place that they're that uh, they sell out of. Yeah. You know, we went to um, we're we're making a product and we want to make like a, a custom box for it. Mm-hmm. And yesterday we went to the box place and they have like a CNC machine for cardboard and they could cut it out whatever way, however you need it. And it's just like, oh man, you can do that in aluminum. Ideas, <laughs> yeah. Right. So shout out to Action Clutch, man. You guys need anything? They handle clutches up to twelve hundred horsepower. They get you guys all taken care of at ActionClutch.com or on Instagram at Action Clutch. And we got a new sponsor, man. So I'm I'm excited, dude. Today's a beautiful day. I have somebody in the studio, not talking to a computer screen. Not at all. And we got our new sponsor is uh, Manscaped. And they, um, Manscaped is, uh, is grooming for men, which a lot of men really don't want to, uh, to admit, but you got to clean yourself up, man, upstairs and downstairs. So make sure you guys check them out at manscaped.com or on Instagram at manscaped and use the code DTWD to get 20% off, man. If I ever needed your guys help with anything, this is it right here. So uh, see if you go get a shaver or something like that. Lawnmower 2.0. And uh, don't only help yourself out, but help your uh, your girlfriend or your significant <laughs> else other out as well. Because you look like shit. Yes, you do. <laughs> Clean it up. DTWD, 20% off manscaped.com. And uh, once again, Lorenzo, thank you, brother. Absolutely. I appreciate it. You got awesome energy, dude. Thank you. And I love it. Same here. Hell yeah. <laughs> Thank you, man. Guys, this is Downtime with Downstar, episode 206, and we're out. Peace. Thank you.